talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Computer and Technology Radio is brought to you by Ergo, the best hearing aid on the planet. I test many new tech products, but it's not often that one really impresses me. But that's exactly what happened with the revolutionary new hearing aid called Ergo. Ergo is helping millions of people get back into the game. Many people avoid hearing aids because they're embarrassed by the look, but the new lines from Ergo are not only invisible, they're rechargeable and extremely comfortable. Ergo is supported by licensed hearing professionals, and they were the winner of Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2018. If you're one of the millions of people who suffer from hearing loss, then it's time to do something about it. Contact Ergo today on the web at get.ergo.com forward slash tech radio or call them at 800-912-3131. Tell them Mark and Marcia sent you. And there we are. Mark and Marcia sent you except, hi, <laughs> this is Marcia Collier. I'm here, same as we are every week here for Tech Radio. And my co-host, Mark Cohen, is not here with me today because of the wildfires here in California. We'll talk about that in a minute. Please remember, you can find us on WSRadio.com anytime you want or iHeartRadio or any of the other podcast networks. We're broadcasting live on Twitter right now, hashtag Tech Radio. And if you go to my account, at Marsha Collier, you can click on the Periscope link and listen to the show any way you want if you have a problem. And if you have a question for me and my guest co-host, Sarbjeet Johal, uh, just hashtag it, Tech Radio. And I want to say hello to Uncle Bill. Thank you for stopping by. Hello, Sashin. Good to see everybody on Twitter. And now I'd like to introduce my guest host, which is somebody who is not technically a consumer technology person. He's a recognized thought leader in cloud and digital transformation. I mean, he's a big thinker. Previously Oracle, I'd like to introduce Sarbjeet Johal. How are you, Sarbjeet? I'm doing great, Marsha. How are you doing? You want to describe a little bit of your background for everybody so people know just what it is you do? Yeah, actually, I'm a technology strategist uh, living in the Bay Area for the last 25 years. And, uh, yeah, I've worked at different bigger technology companies, not to be, um, not in the consumer space, but on B2B space. But we interact with all the companies which do, like, consumer electronics. And um, the, and I lately, for the last about 10, 10 to 12 years or so, I've focused on cloud computing uh, since I've been working with VMware, Rackspace, and Oracle Cloud. So that we, we touch the consumer side uh, all the time. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's me. So there you go. So now you're going to get to talk no big thinking. This is technology for people. And that's what we specialize in on the show. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Everybody one is wondering on Twitter, and a lot of people don't know about the California wildfires, and you live in California as well. Um People don't realize that we actually have a fire season where the humidity goes way down. For the past few days where I live, the humidity has been like 3%. How has it been over where you are? And you're in the upper part of the state, correct? Yes, I am uh, in Alameda County, actually next to San Jose and Fremont. Uh, 
uh, it is around the same levels here. At the yeah, it wildfires uh, caught us by surprise. No pun intended. It it uh, the <clears throat> I think I think PG and E kind of confused us a lot more. On top of that, and there were rolling uh, blackouts here in the Bay Area on in the in the Northern California. Well, before we talk about the blackouts, I just want to ask you, have you been uh, affected this year? Like the one near Yosemite, have you seen that one? Because I, I think that was more than 5,000 acres. No, actually, no, personally, I'm not impacted by that. But uh, we do get like impacted through the air quality and warnings, and we try to sort of stay in as much as we can. Yeah, we get impacted in the Bay Area. Uh, but uh, like where I live in a dense, you know, popular area, that, that's less of a concern. Well, you know, it's interesting because the reason Mark Cohen, our regular co-host, is not with us is he got the call at two in the morning to evacuate. And I can't even imagine I was up at two in the morning the other night when they were calling for the evacuations because we don't live far from each other. And he just had to pack up he and his wife. And luckily they got a hotel room. A lot of people didn't, so they have places like shelters that are full all over the San Fernando Valley, which is just, it's north, it's Los Angeles, but the northern part of Los Angeles. And people are affected like crazy. We have wind gusts, and we have had wind gusts, uh, up to 70 miles per hour. We have the Santa Ana winds. In northern California, they're called Diablo winds, are they not? Yes, they are actually. Uh, they are uh, about like 50 to 70 miles away from us, but we feel it actually. Air, air travels, of course. Um, I, I think 34 counties are uh, impacted in uh, in Northern California, so it's a big area. And no, it's crazy, and, and people don't really realize, you know, burning grass, shrubs, trees, and. The flames just spread so rapidly. I've spoken to a couple of people who literally just saw it come up the hill and they had to run from their house. It just it was terrifying. But I live actually three miles away from the fires. And luckily, it hasn't jumped uh, a freeway, which is a border between where the fire is and where I live. But the smoke is so heavy that it's never been this bad when you go when we go outside it's like somebody's smoking a cigarette next to you i mean the smoke is that heavy you cannot go out without covering wearing a mask or a scarf damp scarf over your face it's crazy uh, it's never yeah. been like this yeah it was bad uh during napa fires a couple of years back uh, those were the biggest ones near us and very devastating as we all know uh and that's what PGN is suffering from from those lawsuits and all that and kind of struggling. Well, you, but that, people that, don't people don't know that in California we have many different power companies, well, which yeah. seems counterintuitive. One would think you know there'd be a grid, everybody shares the grid, but that's not yeah. the case. Are you familiar with the different uh, power companies we have here in California? The only one actually, I know we have more than one, but only one I have dealt with all all these twenty five years is PGN. PG&E. I don't right. know other names. And I'm with DWP, which is mainly in Los Angeles. And of course, we have none of us have a choice as to where we get our power. It's just <laughs> yeah. that's the way it is. 
but there are many power companies in California, and PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, was called responsible because of sparks from a tower for one of the major fires that we had about a year ago, faced a lot of lawsuits, or at the brink of bankruptcy again. They were at the brink of bankruptcy with the Enron crisis, which is a whole other story. But so they're on the brink of bankruptcy, and I don't know. They've shut off power. Some people still don't have power, and it's been going on for days. How, how does this even make sense? We're living in the 21st century. You're a big thinker. Tell me, how can we? they just say, okay, we're shutting off the electricity? Can't something be done about this? I, I think the kind of there was no pre-announcement or pre-planning or like I think it happens in severe disasters. But this time, I think they're covering their back, if you will, like they don't want more lawsuits. And because of the lawsuits from the past, they wanted to take precautionary measure to to avoid the fires being caused by those sparks uh, due to high winds. And I think it's personally, I think it's a, it was a... Um, hasty call to be honest with you most of the time like the wind didn't uh, uh was not that bad to, to start with actually we were waiting for the, the those blackouts in in the highly populated areas but they didn't happen because the wind was not that bad right and the second thing that i think most confusing thing was that what the messaging was sent out they will say they'll be rolling out rolling blackouts in these areas but they can spread anywhere all the school districts called us at home there might be school tomorrow, or might not be. We, our, our experts are assessing that will be there will be one billion uh, per day business loss uh, for the power uh, shutdowns, which has happened. Well, you so, know, you know, your microphone is cutting out just a little bit. Just so you uh, know, if you sorry. need to adjust it. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of economics, and that's that's lovely. But we live in the 21st century, and to be living without electricity is pretty pretty you know dangerous i mean you have a refrigerator full of food and they just say we're going to shut off the electricity i mean we're going to be talking about 5g and we have all these computers and everything fancy and technology what i don't understand is why they're not repairing the towers and making them safe it just makes no sense to me i what think, do you it's think? Cost. i think it's the cost i think it's the cost the there's these Power lines are spread all over the place, right? It's old technology. Uh, it's on the poles. It's not underground, especially in the outer areas, right? So it's, I think it boils down to economics. They, I think they are not taking advantage of the latest technologies also, like drones for inspecting those lines and all that. They send well, people. I totally agree with you. I think that makes sense. But maybe California needs to require them to update their technology. There has to be something done because uh, California is an important state. It's a big state, and yet our electrical grid is crap. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, actually, it's I terrible. Think this is the wake-up call. I, this is, I think after this, uh, there will be a lot of uh, sort of uh, discussion. Uh, we have some of the biggest companies in Northern California, which impact like I would say, 80% of the global population. We have Google here, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, Apple, they're all here. And Believe it I or not, that- Facebook is moving a campus right around the corner from my house. <laughs> it's crazy. They're all over the place in California. Yeah, 
they are all over the place, but the HQs are here. Of course, the data centers are all spread out. They are not mainly here. They are in Oregon on, on the west and Virginia on the east and all over the place. But uh, still, their main sort of ops, if you will, people who operate those things, they are here. It, it was so uncertain to so many technologists. Uh, it, they Some of them stayed home. They said, we, we don't know if there will be electricity at work in certain companies. And it was, uh, traffic was light. Yeah, it was like this. Yeah, but I, I would think that big companies like that have some of their own uh, generators. I'm definitely considering getting a generator. But generators are making two steps back in that they're gas-powered. Because there was also people who had solar panels who figured they'd be fine. Because a lot of Californians have been sold pretty much a bill of goods when it comes to solar panels. Nothing was explained really well. Um, rooftop systems definitely need batteries to operate when the grid is down because you need power to use the electricity that you're getting from your solar panels. And uh, ha have you heard anything about that up there where you are? No, actually, I haven't heard anything about that. Actually, the one thing which I heard from you was through Twitter was that they're, they're, when the power is down, the solar panels don't work. I, that was, I was kind of surprised. See, I do not you have see? Solar panels. But you see, that's like a real shock, and you're a real tech person. It's, yeah, it, it that's just, a design you know, issue. Well, not only a design issue, but a marketing issue. They're selling this stuff to us, right, like crazy. And people are buying it because they got a discount from the state and the federal government. And yet, when push comes to shove, they don't have energy. And I think that, you know, it's a little difficult, a little difficult to swallow. I, like being a beta uh, tester. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marsha, I think I, I all think all along this that our, our regulators are sort of sleeping on the steering wheel like all along. They should sort of look for these these kind of, uh, uh, kind of bad practices, I will say, or misleading practices through marketing. But yet they were promoting them. I mean, Elon Musk with uh, Solar City. I mean, they were promoting it to us. It was great. Everybody should have this. But nobody explained it. And I think that's one of the problems with technology today is we're all living in a bunch of technology myths, which is also part of what this show is about. We like to bust some myths. <laughs> yeah. well, um, actually, I, I think that those myths are all around us and and we can name like 20 technologies which fool us uh, every day. The biggest one being being these Wi-Fi routers in our homes and all that. I know we don't have right. that on our topic today, but like they, they, right. they could be hack out of you and then they show like 2.4 gigahertz and 5.8 and all that stuff. And Poor people don't know that your bottleneck is your connection to the internet. Even if yes. you get the fastest uh, router at home, it's not going to make things faster. Not at all. For 99% of people, it's a waste of money. Exactly. And, you know, you're making so much sense. And we do have Wi-Fi 6, which is 102.ax, 102, <laughs> I believe, which is the new 802.11ax, which is the next level Previously, N was the highest level of Wi-Fi, but now they just decide to call it Wi-Fi 6 because it's so much easier. But I'm looking, I ran Fast.com, and if anybody doesn't know about Fast.com, it's a website 
It's owned by Netflix, and it's a way to test your Internet speed. If you're having trouble streaming, you can just go to fast.com on a tablet, a phone, or I have it on my computer, my desktop. Now, my hardwired desktop is getting 220 megabits per second. Have you tried uh, fast.com and any of your devices? Yeah, actually, I try a different. Actually, that tool, um, I try all like all, most of the time when I'm on, when I'm on um, call or we are we are uh, I'm, I'm uploading movies to to YouTube and stuff like that, which I create. Uh, I test those speeds beforehand, so I can rule out that is it the connection or is it my computer sort of acting or it's my local network and all that stuff. Yeah, I I actually um, because I do lot of video kind of stuff and and part of tech work so yeah i have those tools to test those before i uh, right well it's interesting because i have my phone in my hand and i'm sitting next to my router but receiving that very same signal which hardwired is 220 megabits per second comes over as 70 megabits per second and i think what people also don't realize is they can increase it all they want, but our devices can only accept the speed as fast as the technology on the phone or the tablet will accept it, right? Yeah, that, that is so true. But at, at the same time, you when you spend, let's say, $200 on a Wi-Fi router, uh, you, do, you have to do some research. You want to future-proof that investment because phones, we change every two years or so. These Wi-Fi routers, we keep it for four or five years at least. Uh, that's my, what my assumption is. And uh, the one I picked up from uh, from Costco, uh, that works pretty well. These are like mesh networks. If you want the best Wi-Fi in home, the mesh network was, works the best. For a long time, I had two different Wi-Fi SSIDs, being a little more technical here. But those are two different networks, if you will. If you go upstairs, uh, like you have to connect to the other one. If you go downstairs, uh, different one. We have two-story, a uh, little bigger home. But this one is like same as society everywhere. Uh, it works like charm, but it is around 300 Actually, I think I paid 399 but now it's $300 or so. That's pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, and not everyone. And one of the things, before we start talking about 5G, which the difference between 5G is the outside Internet. The Wi-Fi 6 that I was talking about is what happens in your house. Right, you can only you bring it to the house as fast as you can, but you have so many devices. I have about 40 devices in my house that have to be able to get the speed as fast as it is. And you're, odds are, we're not going to be replacing everything all at once. And the question is, does it really need? How much more speed do we need at home? Not when we're doing business, but at home, how much speed do we really need? I. I think more. I mean, I'm a tech gear hard, so more speed is better, because that nobody wants to wait for the red line when you're trying to stream that that um, Netflix video, right? That Netflix video, right? Nobody likes that wait uh, because that's so annoying. And yeah, I think uh, video. But isn't is, that isn't that a matter in the home, of how many people you have on the signal? Um, let's say if you have five people on the signal, you're not going to be able to stream as fast. It's a matter of the broadband versus the speed, yes? 
that is true. But having said that, you have to kind of separate these problems. Like if you when you discuss it, well, I think the 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 speed coming from the your street to your home, right? That gets shared within your home. But that means you want to get the max you can get, like max you can afford. I will say, like exactly. Get, right? So yeah, I then, have a mesh system here at home. Yeah, no, no, you got the max speed, maximum speed you can get. Right. So I have fiber coming into my home. So uh, I have like 500 uh, Mbps down and, and same speed up, right? So uh, the, the reason is like if there are four or five people on the on the network, on Wi-Fi, but I, I never actually, to be honest with you, I never had any issue with the network, the internet but speed. You see, but, but you see, you live in the tech capital of the United States. Just so you know, there's a lot of people in Wyoming who are still on 3G. Yeah. Uh, you know, this and the fiber that you're talking about, I'd kill to have fiber to my house. But when we talk here in Los Angeles about fiber with the, the ISPs, um, the truth is, and the truth that I got out of them was, yes, we have fire coming, fiber coming to a central place, and then it goes to the different houses over copper wire. Now, if it goes over copper wire, you're losing all the benefit of the fiber. And until yeah. they replace the entire infrastructure, uh, half the world is still on 3G. So I think us saying, oh, we need it faster, is probably a little elite. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there are haves and have-nots of the data and the network speeds and all that. There's a digital divide. We know that, right? So, yeah. That's that's a real problem. There's economic divide, digital divide, and right. I'm I'm a big believer in internet for all. Absolutely. Oh, Uncle Bill, that's at you be talking on Twitter. He's following along on our conversation, and he's posted an article on PG&E paid out stock dividends instead of trimming trees. You're right, Uncle Bill. Let me throw in that. I have a tree in my house that I should tweet a picture of. That there's actually a cable attached to the tree because they did, couldn't take it directly across the street to the pole. Literally, it's clamped to the tree. And instead of cutting some of the tree away so the wire could go straight through, uh, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, Uncle Bill's on top of this, and uh, you be talking. He also did a, a video on Wi-Fi 6, which was really cool. So thanks for helping out, Uncle Bill. This is really great. Yeah, I think we have to realize that as much speed as we want we don't need in a general household as much speed as we think we do and again just like solar i think i think we're being sold a bill of goods <laughs> like from at&t right they want to hide their detailed 5g maps from the fcc and the public that's ridiculous what do you think yeah, I think so. I think it can, I mean, the, the marketing, labeling, and all that stuff, it can fool the, even the technologists. Like they, right? Even they get fooled. Like uh, then, I, then I feel like, what about like people who haven't studied technology or they, they don't practice technology, they're teachers, firefighters, uh, and other professions. Like they must be, they, they're getting fooled left or right. I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree, because um, 5G, just just like anything else in technology, and 
to explain it a little better, when the reason it takes a long time for, a, let's say, Wi-Fi to come out is there has there's an organization, say Wi-Fi 6, will be the same Wi-Fi 6 for every connection in the world so that you could take your phone or your device, right, to any place in the world. And 5G is not there now. There's no global standard, right? Yeah, there's no global standard. There are like five different types of 5G sort of implementations and different companies are um, trying different things. And, and then we will look for technology which uh, neutralizes that, which creates interfaces between these uh, technologies. I usually say this, Marsha, you have, must have seen this uh, kind of meme kind of thing from me. The technology is like medicine. Like every pill has a side effect. So once we bring new technology to the market, it has some side effect. Then we bring another technology to remove that side effect, and that one has it. So we're piling all this sort of, uh, sometimes we call it technical debt, on top of each other. And at some point, it gets so complicated and so expensive. Uh, but still, wouldn't it make more sense? Uh, I, I still think it makes more sense, you know, when the we have the IEEE, which are... Uh, electronic engineers who are a regulatory group. Uh, right now, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon all have three different flavors. I call them flavors of 5G. And I'm going to be going, because I'm such a 5G freak, I was invited to a conference in, in Zurich next week, which is a 5G conference. And the reason I'm going is because Switzerland is all 5G, the entire country which is in, we don't think there's 5G anywhere, but they're having it in Switzerland, and Huawei hit a record speed of connection of 3.67 gigabits per second on a live C-band network. And that's crazy speed, and I don't know why we can't do this in the United States. It just, I have to learn much more about it so I can come back and share all the information. Yeah, we, we have um, a heavy hand up there, it's called FCC, and that's, uh, that's I think, a regulator in this area. And they they were blocking it for a long time to give the spectrum to the company. Now, you're yeah. hearing the music, and the yeah, music right. means that we're out of the first segment, and we want you to come back and join us in segment two. This is Marsha Collier and Sarbjeet Joal and Wade in the studio. And uh, Kurt doing the Twitter stream. We'll see you back. This is Marsha Collier on WS Radio. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Can you help a newborn baby in need? Sometimes the blessing of birth becomes complicated and perilous. Miracle Babies is there to help. Miracle Babies helps moms and dads give their all to their struggling little baby, but still need more. When you give to Miracle Babies, you help them give more. More skin-to-skin -skin care, breast milk, and love. Go to miraclebabies.org and give right now. Be their miracle. 
I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation. All businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goli, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinated for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 